Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This Ben Jarofsky Show, Benny J Bonus Interview is brought to you in part by the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 in District 8, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, and the Chicago Federation of Labor. Benny J, take it away. It's bonus basketball time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. Yes, I want to indulge my passion for basketball, as we've been doing from time to time. Uh, in the last couple of months, usually uh, the doctor, young Dennis, pride and joy of Alton, tells no sports talk. Not a doctor. This is a Benny J. B-Ball bonus? Yes, sir. That's correct. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Muller. Uh, as we do with all our bonuses, uh, I, allow, I ask my distinguished guest to introduce him or herself. So we'll start with this distinguished guest right here. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm Miles Porter. And this distinguished guest right there. Hey, I'm Benji Hall. And that distinguished guest, who is that? I'm Dennis. You're not the doctor? Never have been in my life. <laughs> You're not White Lightning? No. Oh. Just uh, Dennis. And uh, Benji, of course, uh, is otherwise known as Benji the Bookie. Uh, he's our uh, betting expert. Uh, you didn't bring your computer this time. I am the computer. Oh, okay. So he's got his phone. And uh, he, okay, that is a computer. And Miles, of course, is our our, our editor, uh, and he's also a uh, basketball junkie. Oh, Joe Colley will not be joining us today. Joe, hope you're feeling better in the coming. Uh, he was supposed to be here today, couldn't make it. So hope you feel better, and we'll see you uh, after the first of the year. Um, we'll be more uh, talk. Uh, about basketball, uh, Dennis lets us do this. All right, we're going to start with the state of my beloved Bulls. Uh, generally, we um, we uh, spend the whole uh, 15, 20 minutes talking about the Bulls. Uh, I think we'll broaden it a little bit, but it's been kind of a, a disappointing start. Benji, start with you. State of the Bulls. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. It's been a little disappointing. Um, I think their over-under win total projection at the beginning of the year was like around 33. Um they're, they're definitely a little bit below that right now. They're probably on pace for like 30 with the recent little run. Um, so not that far off, really, from what people nationally thought. I think locally everybody's a little more optimistic about what was going on there. But uh, from my opinion, um, uh, I think that I've seen some things lately that are a little more optimistic the way that uh, the team is – they're playing. I think they're maybe they just had to figure out the, how they were going to play together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's still learning the, a new system or what, or just because they're young. But uh, they've they've played a lot better lately. I still think they need to pass the ball more and play as a team more. Still a lot of hero ball out there, and uh, the, the the clear problem is the end of game situations. They they revert back into some bad habits where it's a lot of one on five basketball so um but but overall i think uh it's better it's going to turn out a little better the rest of the year 
especially when the rest of the bad teams in the East start to go into full tank mode. Mm. Uh, Miles, your thoughts on the Bulls? Well, I think one of the biggest things with the Bulls right now is that they are learning, still learning how to be a cohesive unit. Um, really, I still have issues with uh, Jim Boylan and certain decisions that he makes with certain players in the end of the game. Um, we just we just talked about you know finishing games. Um, everything looks good for the first three quarters, and then all of a sudden you know certain changes happen or the players are shut down, and we just got to learn how to close out games against against you know teams that we should beat, like beating the Golden State Warriors in 2019-2020. That's that's a team that we have to beat. Um, I really, I really, you know, was very pleased with games like that we had with the last games. You know, Laurie Markin and having a great game, uh, scoring 31 points, and really just him coming out of his shell a little bit. That's the player that we know him to be. Clearly, they're still learning how to be more of a, you know, more of a team. Still, issues with Boylan and Levine happening throughout the past few weeks. Um, you know, maybe they resolved that behind doors. Uh, you know, I'm still growing, still growing. It's taking a little bit longer than most people want to, but I'm I'm still very optimistic about this, uh, you know, this core group. Young guys? I think they're just, where are they? Well, a lot of people thought they were. Kind of average. Meh. They are. Who <laughs> better they, than last year? A little bit? Yeah. It's kind of where I uh, thought they'd be better than last year a little bit, right? The team's a little, a little more developed. They're, uh, they're a lot better than last year, actually. Well, their record's better than they're, right now as we speak. Uh, they are eleven and nineteen. I have to tell you this: I've been a Bulls fan since the franchise was created. I love my beloved Chicago Bulls. I would argue this is the most disappointing, dis, disappointing Bulls team I've ever seen. They're eleven and nineteen. Four of those losses. Four of those losses. Now you listen to me, Chicago Bulls out there. I know your big listeners. Of this podcast are un. Forgivable. They lost two games to Golden State. Golden State is five and twenty-five. I want to say so. That means two of their five victories have been at the hands of the Bulls. Golden State would be undefeated champions if they played the Bulls every week. They lost to the New York Knicks, Benji. No, only once. They only lost to him once. And there was a Monday night at bowling. Yes. One of the worst games. I was screaming at the bowling. They blew a lead in that game. They let Bobby Portis yeah. pound his chest, just just totally <clears throat> humiliate them. And then they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So those are the three worst teams in the NBA. If you look, just do the records. <laughs> yeah. And the Bulls have lost four times to them. They're 11 and 19. Those are wins they should have. They should at least, at the very least, be 15 and 15. If they were 15 and 15 right now, I'd be like, oh, my beloved Bulls, look at what they're doing. They're, they're really coming true. I predicted this. As Benji knows, I predicted 45 wins for the Bulls this year. So inexplicable Benji that the Chicago Bulls would lose four games to the most miserable teams in the league and that I find baffling I do not know what is going on with the psychology of the Chicago Bulls they play the Los Angeles Clippers hard and then lose to the New York Knicks uh, well I got two questions for you regarding that one what makes you so excited about this team? What is so good about these players that makes you think that they should be so much better? Uh, who on the roster like inspires this confidence? All right. And good. number two, mm -hmm. are they just really soft? Because wow. that's kind of what I think they might be. That that is uh, that's what Joe Colley was theorizing. Um, uh, the last I mean, time he was on the who show, who stepped up to Bobby Portis? That was exactly what I mean, he, Joe Collins said. Of course, he's got a good right hook, but... <laughs> All right, yeah. Poor uh, Miritich is still on in the league. All right, look. Um, 
They knocked a guy out of the I, NBA. So I, I, I do not want. I said this last time when uh, Joe Colley and I were having this conversation. I do not want to make a complete and total scapegoat of Lori Markin in there. But okay, Lori Mark. You asked me who in the Bulls is good and what. Why I had confidence in them, other than the fact I'm a deluded Bulls fan. And uh, I have to have some reason for hope in my life, Benjir. I'll just be utterly miserable all the time. Lori Markkinen showed so much promise as a rookie and as a sophomore, particularly in that stretch run that he had in February of 10 games, where it was unlike any bull since Jordan. I think the, that's what the, the statistics showed. As a t- statistical run, it was better than any bull since Jordan. And uh, I figured that this was his year. He would step up. He would be the leader. And Zach Attack Levine would play off of him more, more often. And you would have two 20-plus scorers on your team who uh, were capable of scoring 30 or 40 on any given night. That should be good enough in the NBA to win 41 games. And I only predicted 45 wins. It was not like I was saying this, we were going to have a Grand Park Parade, though I may have said that as well. So his... Uh, underplay this year, to me, is is baffling. I don't know why he's it, what's what's it, the reason for it. I think it may be an injury. I hope that he's it is injury because that means he'll play out of it once he's healthy. But he, he his numbers have fallen instead of rising, and it's that that's the difference I think between where the Bulls are and where I think they could be. Can I throw out an interesting theory about Lowry? Go. Maybe as a good Finnish socialist, he's worried about Trump and climate change so much that it's affected his basketball. Could be. Yeah, the political aspect of it. I just wanted to wrap it up. I'm there. looking online here. It says last year, Wednesday, December 19th, 2018, the Bulls record was 7-25. and 25. Okay, seven and twenty-five. They're eleven and nineteen now. Thirty-three percent improvement. There okay. Well, okay. there you go. See, uh, that's not like bad. I said, just a little better than last year. Uh, <laughs> so, Miles, what's your thoughts on Laurie Markkinen? Man, I I really like Laurie Markkinen. I feel like with I I have an issue a bit with Jim Boylan. Um, I feel like there's not there's not a very good player coach relationship going on. Um, maybe maybe Markin and feels just fine around him, honestly. But I I, I genuinely feel like Markin is not set up enough to grow off of the great years that he's had. Um, really, sometimes struggling at the line, sometimes struggling with the open three, shooting off the dribble. I noticed that it's kind of just like a staggered shot. But we have nights like last night where it was kind of like Jim Boylan just let him let him do his thing. Obviously, he was the number one option on the court, mm-hmm. and. He's not always going to be the number one option on the court, but at the same time, I think it's good for Markkinen to know that he's that guy that the Bulls need still to, you know, win games. It has to be like him, Levine, uh, let Kobe White grow. I, I, I think that there's a bit of still like growth not being, not happening with him right now, not really on his part. But I do not think that Boylan cycles his players well from mm. on the court to the bench. Well. Uh, now, Benji, you've been critical uh, at the bowling alley many times about Zach Levine. In fact, a bowling alley night doesn't got go by where <laughs> other ple- they come to me like I run the Bulls yeah. and they go, "Here's the problem with the Bulls: Zach Levine." And nobody says about Lord Zach Levine. He's taking too many shots. He doesn't pass the ball. Yeah. He's all, he's the leading scorer in a losing team. Every losing team has to have a leading scorer. That's all he is. He'll never number one player. I hear this from every pretty much every guy in the bowling. And young Benji is, you're always coming at me with that as well. So, what is your crit- critique of Zach Levine? Do you think he's a detriment to the Chicago Bulls? 
First of all, I like that you call me young. That's that makes me feel great. Um, I called like Pat Quinn young. He calls all the old people young hey, too. What a, if I'm in Pat Quinn's territory, that's not too bad. But, um, I, I, you know, it's I kind of go back to I, I pick on him the most because he's got the ball the most. So it, you know, but it's a it's a team wide problem. Who on this team makes other players better, except maybe Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, th- like they just uh, every it's almost like I'm out for myself. That's kind of how I feel. And Zach Levine, Levine gets some you know four or five assists a game, whatever. But to me, they're not set up in a team style of basketball where there's movement and he's finding guys at the right times. It's more like I've run out of space and I'm hanging in midair <laughs> and I have to get rid of the ball and accidentally somebody made a basket. <laughs> there's my fifth assist. So th- that's kind of how I feel. Um, I, I do see some rays of hope at the end of the game where he's usually at his absolute worst, where he just, like, clear out everybody, watch me shoot this fadeaway three and blow the game. You know, At least he's driving to the bucket now. I like that. But yeah, I, I still, where is the movement and the slicing and the cutting? And if you watch the really good teams in the NBA play, I mean, there's, there's a flow going on. Uh, and, and I just don't see that. I don't see it with the Bulls either. Dennis, what, are you, have you turned on Zach Levine? Oh, I've, I don't know. I'm kind of on the, I've always been on the fence about Zach Levine. He had that one game that was real cool against Charlotte, did real well. And then, I don't know, he kind of cancels out when he like has another opportunity to win the game, doesn't win it. I don't know. It's, I'm hit or miss with Zach Levine. I was very excited with that Charlotte game. I don't think that was a, that was not a Monday night because you weren't no. around for that one. That was where he scored the 49 points. It was a Saturday game after a terrible Friday night right. game. Uh, well, that's where, you know, it's the most frustrating thing about him. He, he's so darn talented. You know, he, he can put up these incredible things. And then you, like, think, oh, he's turned the corner. And then he, like, reverts back to himself. Uh, and uh, so do you see any hope for the Bulls? Go around the, the room, get your thought. Any hope, Benji, uh, in the second? Well, we're not at quite at the half point, but uh, in the next month or so? Well, you know, they could they could uh, dismantle their entire management system <laughs> and uh, maybe, uh, please. you know, I think, I, I, I keep telling you that uh, I think Daryl Morey's out there to be had, so... Uh, or, yeah, you have been pushing him. Uh, you know, he's he's his owner is kind of insane, at Houston. That's and, the Houston Rockets general manager. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, Houston fans, but yeah. that, you know your owner's insane. Um, but uh, <laughs> and, and he's basically leveraged the entire future with that Westbrook trade and Harden and everything. And they don't win in the next couple of years. It's it's going to be a disaster there. And he, I think he knows it. And he's going to bail yeah. soon. Uh, so you, you know, think he's they looking should... for a young core to like build around. I cannot see the Bulls uh, getting rid of John Paxson uh, to get uh, anybody else, actually. Uh, any hope from you, Miles? Um, I, I would be pleasantly surprised if they make the eighth seed. I, 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 mm, I don't really have much hope for this year. Uh, I came into the year really optimistic. Um, I'm optimistic for the years to come now. I think with I think with everything going on with the management system, like was just said, uh, Jim Boylan, I don't, I don't think it's working. Uh, it, it, it may work down the line, but in my opinion, I think it's gonna work a little bit, like a little too little, too late. Um, you know how sometimes the Bulls do. Once March comes, they just they play the best basketball that they have played all year. The best basketball they have played all year. Then all of a sudden, it's game eighty two. See, see, yeah. see you next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think this year. I, I'm, I'm optimistic though that they're still gonna learn more as a group. Um, 
But closing out the year, I don't, I don't, I don't have much hope for that. But I will go out there every game. I think it's a gradual incline. They're a little better than they were last year, yes. which means they'll get right below the playoffs. Love they right won't, the, they right won't right get below. in the playoffs. They'll be right there, so close. Well, they're. I mean, this is this is how bad. Well, the West is bad too now. Uh, in terms of the lower uh, tier teams, there's four great teams or five great teams, and then there's the lower tier. The East. I, every time the Bulls win, I take a look at the standings, fellas. They're like three games out. They're they're right there. And Orlando's terrible. Yeah. That's the eighth play, uh, seeded team. So I'm going to tell you guys right now. Now Benji has been known to accuse me of being a homer. All right, mm. which is I mean, I, it's like I'm a fan. Uh, so <laughs> you know, that's kind of the same thing. I'm telling you. The key for the Bulls is Lori Marketing. If Lori Marketing finds that Lori that existed in February, they will go on a run and they will make the playoffs. And Miles, you're absolutely correct. The Bulls have this weird phenomenon in their history. And this goes back to the 70s. Then I remember the 1977 Bulls. <laughs> they were horrible. And all of a sudden, they put together a great run. They made the playoffs. And they were eliminated in the first round, but they were eliminated. The Portland Trailblazers went on to win a championship. So it was, it was no insult. You know, it's reasonable. It was a reasonable thing. It was a great year. I still remember. It. Here it is, fifty years later. I still remember <laughs> it. So I say, if Lori Marketing can find the old Lori, no. they're going to make the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. I think they're going to make the playoffs. All right. And if they don't, if they don't if make Lori, the, if Lori doesn't, uh, they don't make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. You absolutely so need to get Lori, you on the record. Saying. Absolutely need Lori Marketing. He has to do what he did last night. Last night against Washington, he had thirty-one points. And uh, nine rebounds, shot 12 out of 19. That's the Laurie Markin. Will you be on the trade Laurie Markin and bandwagon if that happens? If I don't think bring it. There won't be any value for Laurie Markin. Is if, there value on any Bulls player for trades? Yes, Zach Levine has, has val, value. I would Zach argue Levine, that yeah. Zach Levine on the Denver Nuggets would make them a contender for the finals. Uh, Zach, Zach Attack, oh my God, Milwaukee would love Zach Levine. Really? Zach Levine with yeah. Be, oh my! Ooh, I don't know. That'd be, <laughs> he doesn't fit into that system. See, this they'll, is the whole thing. He'll they'll make him fit into that. So you got Giannis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bucks don't. They don't have a number two, in my opinion. They don't have a number two scoring option. In my, in I my, take Middleton my, over Zach Levine all day long. Yeah. No way. Mm. Oh yeah. You take Middleton over Zach Attack? Yes. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 stats versus winning. Yeah, but that's I feel the difference. I, I feel that's a winning atmosphere, and I also feel that I mean, you're a Dennis Rodman supporter. Love Dennis Rodman. He didn't have the best stats, but he was a winner. Yeah, right. This is kind of the same thing. But, Zach's the opposite. But Dennis was Rodman, Rodman was a quote unquote winner when he played in a winning system. When he was right. with the San Antonio Spurs, they were not winners. And at the end of his Actually, career, they had a great record that year. He just was kicked off the team for many, <laughs> many extracurricular activities. Yeah, they didn't make, they didn't have a playoff run. Uh, you're talking about 1995. Yeah, but the, the year before say. he came to the Bulls, they were really good. Were they? Yeah. I have to go back and look at that. But uh, I think that if if you put Zach Levine uh, on the same team as Giannis, and Giannis is in charge, and Zach Levine realizes he's the number two guy at at best. Uh, I think he well, would have Well, he played a with a guy named Carl Anthony Towns and didn't realize that he wasn't the second best player. Yeah, but the guy was the young so Carl I, Anthony Towns. That was a, the baby Carl. still, he was way better than Zach Levine. Uh, and then Zach Levine got hurt right about the time that uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Well, uh, agree to disagree. Yes, we agree to move on to, uh, let's see, uh, biggest surprises and disappointments in the season so far. 
Uh, we'll start with you, Miles. I am genuinely surprised by by the Raptors. I now I'm not. I wasn't sitting here saying that they were just going to be bad when Kawhi left. I, that wasn't me, but. I was not expecting them to hang in there that the way they have. I mean, just like I, I know there was so much, so much negativity around Kawhi leaving and everything, and everything, and how it pursued and how they wanted him to come back, and Drake, and you know everything, everything involving that. I'm genuinely surprised that the Raptors have hung in there the way they have. I'm very happy for that entire organization. That's that's really how I feel right now. Uh, and your biggest uh, dis- disappointment? What do you think is the biggest disappointment in the league right now? Uh, I, you know. I know this is a bad answer. I don't really have too many disappointments. There's certain things happening right now that I'm pretty, you know, I kind of saw coming. Um, I didn't expect the Warriors to be all that great this year. I, I'm not surprised that they're this bad. You have your big three going down. You have Draymond Green coming in and out. Uh, re- really, there's a lot of things happening that I kind of expected for the most part. So uh, not not too many big disappointments. Mm-hmm. I'm, that answer is probably going to change come January. Uh, Benji? Um, my my biggest uh, well surprise slash same and disappointment at the same time is uh, Utah and particularly uh, Mike Conley not being good this year. He's been actually brutal, and uh, I did not see that coming at all. I thought finally like, getting out of Memphis and having a, a bunch of good players to play around him, he would shine. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's really struggled. Um, and uh, for um, a pleasant surprise, I would have to say um, the Charlotte Hornets. I, I have no idea <laughs> yeah. how they win games. <laughs> I thought they would be the top, one of the bottom three teams. And, yeah. that's, and there's a lot of bad teams. And, yeah. And you know, like this Graham kid is playing out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of um, like really surprising players that are having great years. Um, and that's kind of fun to see, like some of the Miami guys and, you know, these Charlotte guys and, you know, that so that it's nice to see instead of just like high draft picks, like some guys that aren't even drafted are doing great. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, the, the grandma from Charlotte stunning me. Least, yeah. He was a four year senior, I think, at right. Kansas, I want to say. Yeah. And uh, nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. Crazy. Uh, Dennis, I go biggest surprise. Uh, Miami Heat. They're doing really well. What, mm-hmm. they're like in third place in the East last time I yeah. checked? 20 wins already. No one saw that one coming. The, <laughs> that Kendrick Nunn fella doing really well, undrafted. Even that rookie Tyler Hero. And Jimmy Butler, man. He's mm-hmm. kind of proven that, uh, I don't know, he may have been the nucleus there for Philadelphia last year, right? Mm-hmm. He so biggest surprise for sure is the Miami Heat. Biggest disappointment. My MVP, well, two of them, I guess. My MVP pick, uh, the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Getting that nickname for the wrong reasons now. Looking like a joke. Uh, And Kyrie Irving really hasn't, I don't know, something about just very disappointing this year. I I do not like Kyrie Irving, by the way, but very dramatic (laughs) player. And uh, I don't know. What's your problem with Kyrie Irving? Flat Earth. What's that? Flatter. He's, yeah, he's, yeah he's flatter. flatter. Yeah. No, nah, everybody can think what they want. That's fine. That's, that's, <laughs> that's totally a fun wrong. conspiracy <laughs> theory. That's a fun theory, though, you know? It's not hurting anybody. But, um, no, I just with my problem with Kyrie Irving, I don't know, uh, baby, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, dude, you thought you wanted to be on – you didn't want to be on Cleveland. Then you go to Boston. Don't want to be on Boston. Go to New York. And, uh, yeah. He's and, hurt right now. And that Spencer did win. He's doing really well, too. So, I mean – I don't know. Step it up, Kyrie. Kyrie writes some really great long tweets, though, 
when he's like hurt. Yeah, he's got a lot of time. Uh, I gotta agree with you, uh, the Joker. Man, uh, and uh, I thought uh, he was so good last year in the playoffs and in the regular season as well. Uh, and this year, he just when I, I remember uh, the one Monday at the bowling alley, he was standing with Benji. Yeah, I'm like. Is that Joker? The guy looked like he put on 50 pounds. He was yeah, so He had a good slow. summer. He had a good summer. Um, but uh, the biggest surprise, and uh, I got to tell you, I did not see this coming. And so I confess this right now. Dockage. Luka Dockage from uh, mm. Dallas. Oh, my goodness. That guy is phenomenal. He's pretty much, he's almost averaging a triple-double. at Averaging 30 points a game. He's 20. He's 20 years old. And I yeah. see it coming. Remember 20, Ben? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I've been around. I've been around twenty. I'm, no, no, what's the joke? I'm around twenty. Been around it three times. Hello, uh, and uh, so uh, I'll be. Uh, I've been saying he's this. He remembers nineteen twenty. Yeah. He's uh, very old. People. <laughs> <laughs> it was roaring. Nineteen twenty was a good year. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I didn't see that coming at all, uh, Benji. And uh, this gets into uh, one of my um, uh, pet peeves. Which I will raise uh, with you, uh, gentlemen, uh, Benji. You two, we've had this argument discussion for many years. I do not believe tanking uh, is the way to go for a team that uh, is trying to get from being either mediocre. Usually, it's a mediocre team trying to become a champion. And the conventional wisdom for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so is the way to do that is to trade away. This is like the 2012 Philadelphia 76ers who made it to the second round of the playoffs. They defeated the Bulls in the first round, then they made it to the second round and lost. And they immediately dismantled, they traded all their good players, got rid of them with the idea that they were going to collect uh, a stellar core of stars through the draft. And I've been watching drafts for years and my theory, I was thinking about this, I was walking here today, uh, Benji, Miles, and Dennis, that maybe every decade there's one or two at tops players who immediately turn a team around. In the 80s, there were two. Magic Johnson, Larry Joe Bird. Mm. In the 90s, there was, uh, what's that? Well, Michael Jeffrey Jordan didn't immediately turn the Bulls around. I know this as a beloved Bulls fan. They struggled. Uh, Now, he was hurt his second year, but uh, they did make the playoffs every year, but they were pretty wretched. It wasn't until they drafted Scottie Pippen. uh, uh, Tim Duncan in the 90s. So you're giving Krause all the credit. Uh, Jerry Krause deserves a hell of a lot more credit than he gets in this town. Uh, In the 90s, it was Tim Duncan. In the O's, there was LeBron James. Yep. And in the teens is uh, uh, Dockage. That's it. That's the only players, as great as they are, Anthony Davis didn't turn his team around immediately oh. when he came to him. D. Wade didn't turn his team around. I'm just thinking Paul Pierce didn't turn. You, you, D. Wade did win a championship right away. With Shaquille O'Neal. When well, they traded with Alonzo Mourning. Was Alonzo Mourning in that oh, team? Yeah, yeah he, he was he the was, back here. He was more crucial at the end than... Shaquille, if you go back and watch it. Uh, fair enough. And he had Dennis's favorite player as point guard, Jason Williams. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that um, tanking uh, works. And so when I think of Jimmy Butler, I think that's proof. that I think that when the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler to tank and then uh, bring in uh, young, uh, inexperienced draftees, I feel like they... Uh, they set themselves back. I think it would have been easier to build around Jimmy Butler. Uh, your thoughts will start with you, Benji. Uh, 
Okay. Um, I think a lot of it goes into, uh, as a team, what are your goals? If your goal is to just be good, then I agree with you. If your goal is to win a championship, then I think tanking has merits. And the reason I say that is basically if you, you, your turnaround story, there is a lot more guys actually than that. I mean, look at Embiid. Like there's a guy, has he won a championship though? Not yet, but. Um, How many years before he t- turned the. Like three. Yeah, because he was injured. So. No. I mean, it instantly, no. no, there's not many, but that's. Well, there's one a decade. But but really, it's if, if it no. gets you to a championship level, I think, is and gives you a chance is what you're looking for. And so um, you need to have one of the top 10 players or probably two of the top 20 players and typically one of the top five players to get to that stratosphere. And you're not ever going to get those guys unless you're the Lakers via trade. And it's almost impossible to get them out of free agency if you're bad uh, or even if you're mediocre because it's hard. Um, you know, the Knicks, how many times have the Knicks tried to get <laughs> guys? So the theory is, especially when you're a small market team or you just haven't had a good history of getting guys, mm-hmm. the only way you can get them is in the draft. And the odds of getting them are more and more draft picks. So you may have to be bad for three or four years um, instead of being stuck in the middle, which I think is where the Bulls are headed. Um, if they're lucky. Well, if they're lucky, right? <laughs> if they're because, lucky. Like, what, what, what is the future of this young core? There's no game changers in my mind that are going to get you to an elite level. So unless you get one of those elite players, your best case scenario is being stuck in the middle, mm-hmm. which is like the worst place to be. Actually, I disagree. I, I, I'd rather be stuck in the middle than where the Bulls were last year. Uh, Miles, your <laughs> thoughts? I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of tanking. Um you know, obviously, we like we've talked about certain teams that really cannot sign big guys if they're if they're a small market team. Um, I mean, with with tanking, I feel like it's such a it's such a letdown to the organization itself. Really, just kind of like throwing it away, and at the same time, it, it's a bit of a gamble because you can tank, and then your team will not develop after that. Even if you do have a young core group of guys, like I hate using the Knicks as an example, but I feel like the Knicks are like such a product of like tanking not working um mm-hmm. i know not every team can sign a can sign a bit of a big time player i know some teams don't have the room for it some teams just straight up can't afford it uh with, with, with tanking i just i think it i think it is so detrimental to really to really just not go that route maybe try to build build around the young core you have sign sign a couple of medium value players here and there but really let these young players know that you already have that you're not giving up on let them know like hey you know we believe in you you're the guy that we want on this team we can build around you i don't think tanking is the way to go that is i think the nba is the best at like kind of preventing tanking like you look at the team that got the first pick last year it was the pelicans they didn't they weren't necessarily trying to be bad right anthony davis just you know kind of Force their hand. Yeah, 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 exactly. They weren't they weren't that bad, you know. So and they got the first pick. The Knicks they tried being bad on purpose. <laughs> they got the third pick. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls they weren't that uh, great. They were had moments of tanking. They didn't really get uh, on the list. So I think the NBA does a great job of preventing tanking. Um, you know, and and they're actually changing the rules every year to make it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I yeah, think that's I awesome. Absolutely, I agree. I just did a list uh, right here. See if you guys agree with me. 
I'm thinking of the best players currently in the NBA. Sure. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, one of them is injured, but I still put Steph Curry on that list. So okay. I have, yes. Uh, and this is in no particular well, order. I'm just Durant is injured as well. Okay. You know what? I did not have Durant on the list. I'll put him on there too. So this this is in no particular order. I'm just listing this is as they popped in my mind. Giannis. Um, can't even read my writing. Uh, Kawhi, that's my writing. Uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, uh, Luka Dockage, James Harden, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. Did I have I missed anybody that should be on this list? Have or have I put somebody in this list that doesn't belong there? No. Okay. Oh, no. The, on this list, the only person that you could argue was worth tanking for was LeBron James. I would say Giannis. Are you kidding? Giannis. What do you mean? In retrospect, we now know that Giannis. I would tank for all those guys. Mm. I would have two years of misery to get but any one of those players. Let me let me let me rephrase mm. it. There's aside from LeBron James, there's nobody that the entire NBA, everybody in this room would agree was worth tanking when you were tanking. So right. in other words, nobody knew that Dockage would be Dockage. Oh, I disagree with that. He was the he was the fifth. There were four people taken out of him. Well, I'll say that about Curry. Three. Curry was the eighth. Curry. Was yeah, people did not expect Curry to come out of Davidson and be the Curry yeah. that we know that he is he now. Was he eighth or ninth pick? Something I, like that. I, I thought he was eighth. Or ninth. I thought he was eighth. Kevin but Durant. Just was remember, the Minnesota second. picked two point guards right out of. Him. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm just. No, that one, at the time, I, I see what you're saying, but... Um, Giannis was the 15th pick? Don, Doncic, anyone with a half a brain that watched basketball or heard anything about him, he should have been the number one pick. There's just a bunch of dumb NBA teams out there, so... It, there were four NBA teams that passed on Doncic. <laughs> no, I mean, he was they, third. No, he's fifth. They traded up. Oh, that's right. You're right. He was, he was fifth. And so, this is my point. There was no. I'm at the bowling alley. Bulls are losing. They're, everybody's screaming tanking. We want Zion. The only person that the, anybody said we want Zion. <laughs> Dockage came out. Who's the number one pick the year Dockage came out? Aiden. And then it yeah, was. Nobody was saying oh, we want Dockage. <laughs> Guys in the bowling alley well, are going. The what? Mavericks fans. <laughs> and it's Doncic. Oh, Don. I, 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 I think Doncic. No, I think the end is silent, isn't it? No, it's Doncic. Are you sure the end is yeah. not silent? Okay. Make uh, it sound sorry. like Jockish. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's better so than anyway. Lowry Lightfoot. So yeah. I was doing that last <laughs> so do you, Laurie Markkinen and Lowry Lightfoot. Lowry, so do you think there's, in retrospect, you look at James Harden. Was he the third round pick, wasn't he? He was I mean, the third, like third or fourth. Yeah, third yeah. Or fourth. Um, yeah. Are there any other players on this list that I've, I've left yeah. off that, you, that belong here? AD's on there, right? Yeah, yeah. AD's on there. No, I mean you uh, could you could maybe say Embiid, but he hasn't proved it yet. Uh, How about Jimmy Butler? No, mm. not at that level. No. Although his team has done very well this year. Yeah, the Heat are. Uh, yeah, they're they're, they're heat, but they're uh, a team. Like Bam is awesome. Yeah, and they just play really good. They yeah. play good without him. Anyway, this is uh, one of my pet peeves. Benji and I were having this argument debate for so we're in the old age home at age a hundred, but uh, if we live that well, long, well, what it comes down to, I think, is you know. More importantly than the tank or not tank strategy is to have obviously good management and good scouting and have good player development to make smart decisions on every trade or signing or everything you do to, to create value. Um, that's why Daryl Morey was so smart. When There's no way he should have got James Harden, but he put together enough assets to be able to spin it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so 
that you know that's how Kevin Durant and Kyrie ended up on Brooklyn. I mean, we don't know what the end result of that is, but the fact that they landed those two guys, you know, two years ago they were, or three years ago they were just nothing. Yeah. And you know they put together a series of smart moves to get to a point where they can actually do something interesting. Yeah. And they also picked up some players that nobody anticipated would be good, like right. Dinwiddie and development. De- and yeah. they're outstanding. The Bulls had him, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Hurts to, <laughs> uh, that really hurts. painful to look back on. Uh, yeah, it uh, is a very painful. Uh... All right, and uh, so what are your uh, big predictions uh, for the coming? Year. We'll start with you, Dennis. Big predictions for 2020 in the NBA. Big predictions next year. That's tough. Um, I don't know. Can you skip me and come back so I can think of something? Right, we'll I'm posting you go today's first. show. Oh, okay. <laughs> My prediction is you can download today's Ben Jarofsky show. By the way, uh, oh, that's good. Start not now. Oh wait, nobody's hearing this now anyway. Uh, Benji, your big prediction for 2020? Uh, well, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a huge prediction, but uh, San Antonio will not make the playoffs. Um, I was going to go the opposite way, but yeah, go on. No, yeah. that's fine. And uh, I, I think uh, when Zion comes back healthy, uh, they're going to baby him a lot at first, and then he, I think he's just going to tear the league apart. Like the last month or so? The last, yeah, two months. I think two months. I hope we'll so. We'll get out of him, hopefully, yeah. I really feel bad for that guy. I, I have such high there's, expectations. There's, uh, there's been so many injuries again this year. It's almost frightening, and I, I hope the rest of the year is injury-free, but I feel like there's going to be more big names coming which makes me sad yeah it is it's um i don't know why it is it seems like there's more well peds maybe it's never talked about but they're pushing their bodies more and more Uh, bodies break down if you watch a game well also if you watch a game from like the 80s or the 90s on like nba classic and then you watch today you're just like wait those guys aren't even moving like they barely run, <laughs> they like stand around. Uh, like you talk about the '80s team. Yeah, the, the half court. It's just like uh, you know, it's plotting, uh, and so people have to just do ask so much more of their bodies now. But I think I wonder if the supplements that they're, they're taking uh, mm-hmm. are affecting the injuries. Uh, Miles, your big uh, with your uh, predictions, bold predictions for 2020. So this is gonna sound crazy. I'm gonna say it though. Uh oh. I don't think the Lakers are going to win the finals. Yeah. I don't think the Lakers are going to win the finals. I agree with you, by the way. I don't think so. Okay. Who do you think will win? And why don't, well, let's start with why don't you think the Lakers will do? I feel like the Lakers, I think that there's still a complacency within that organization. I think they lean on LeBron and AD a lot, and they know they're going to win games like that. Totally fine. But I feel like that complacency is going to hurt them in the long run. I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks have so much more to play for. I feel like there's such a much much more of an emotional like game that they have right now, mm-hmm. knowing that they're kind of they're still a little bit of the underdog when it comes to the Lakers. I do not think the Lakers are going to win the finals. I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, you think the Lakers will get in the finals? I do. I do believe. All right. I well, do believe they'll get to the finals. I say no. My preseason prediction no. was that they would lose the finals, uh, the Western Division uh, Championship to the hometown rivals, uh, the Clippers. Oh, that was Clips. my prediction. I got to stick with that. I'm leaning no. towards that now, too. Yeah. I, and I look at it now, it's going to be. Uh, LA, I think the Lakers will be first, the Clippers will be second in the seeding, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because they all play at the same uh, The Lakers facility. have four home games. Yeah, the, seven. The, they have four home games. Uh, so I've just always felt that um, Kawhi Leonard 
is perhaps the best player in the NBA, but because what do they call it? Load management. Mm-hmm. He he just doesn't display it as much as LeBron James does uh, and Giannis. Always something. I, he's always something. It's I'm always like, something. I'm never quite sure if it's real. You know. I, I don't like to critique like Kawhi too much, but I feel like it's kind of always something with him. Um, it is it's something that it kind of holds back for me personally. For me personally, I feel like it takes away a little bit from his legacy. But him winning with the Raptors last year, it you know that helps a ton. But if you kind of like look at Kawhi's career, there's kind of always been a little bit of a something going on affecting his playing, whether it's an issue with Pop and the Spurs or you know load management, which I get at being an athlete myself. Like I I understand it, but it's kind of like always like a little rift going on with him. So. Uh, so you wouldn't care if your coach sat you for because uh, said you're tired. You know, oh, you I would be pissed. <laughs> okay. I, put me in the game. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so much for understanding load management. Oh, well, wait a minute. Though. <laughs> tired is different than having something that is a nagging injury or a potential serious injury happening because you're pushing yourself. Right. Tired is different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a valid different. point. That's a no. valid point. No. Uh, I hate fact, load management. You, I've decided. I was on the fence about it, but I don't like it. Well, if you if you if you don't look at it as load management, you look at like uh, what Benji. Like for instance, I'll, since we're talking about great athletes, I'll bring myself into the picture. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right. Last Monday, I had a. little some back pain. I could have gone bowling, oh. but I told the captain of my team, Cap, I'm not bowling tonight because I... Oh, yeah. uh, and my, they did so much better. <laughs> I kept score. Oh. And uh, we took we won two games, Benji, uh, but we did not take the total uh, series. So, uh, yeah. But uh, so I see your point. In other words, let's say I, I wasn't... I could have bowled, but I really might have screwed Does up my back. Does your team need you for one <laughs> night, or do they need you for three months? Come on. It could be argued. I, I think in the case of bowling, it might be a wash. Uh, but I'm basically, oh, man. I, 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 I know. Uh, but the thing I was surprised about, uh, the number of guys, like guys are coming up to the bowling alley, why aren't you bowling? And I'm, oh, my back hurts. I couldn't believe how many uh, other guys had the similar complaints like oh yeah, oh, yeah. i've had this I'm playing yeah. through it <laughs> no, they all... i was getting shot up before that. <laughs> i'm definitely that that athlete where it's like i have a little, I have a little elbow pain before a game and there's like miles how are you doing like, i'm doing great my teammate comes up to me like do my arm i was like dude i need ice right now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i hear you uh, by the way your father miles was the one who gave me the best advice he gave, told me to get a heating pad and it feels a lot better so oh, i'll yeah. be back out there on monday right. um so do you have any uh oh you already do you have any uh, big, big uh, predictions. predictions. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say the Mavericks are gonna like do really well in the playoffs. All right. They're gonna go Ooh. further than a lot of people think. And I think trade deadline they're gonna get yeah, somebody. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you who I think they're gonna get. Go. It's gonna Ooh. be a surprise. If it's a bold prediction. Yeah. Andre Drummond. I think Andre Drummond's Whoa. gonna get traded and he's gonna go to that the Mavericks. That would be amazing. Oh, oh. watch out. Oh, oh, dirty man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What do you think? Who, who do you think's gonna uh, the, the like the Bucks are gonna get Benji? Like who, you, there will be Dennis is absolutely. We talk about this on the train going home all the time. All I'm these saying players. Kevin Love goes to the Rockets. Well, Andre Drummond goes to the Mavericks. And that's all I got after that. I think that there will be hardly any trades this year. And it's due to... Um, uh, there'll be like minor people moving around, but no no big game changers is my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, I think it's really hard with salaries and just all the good teams don't really have a lot of flexibility 
they've kind of put themselves into a little bit of inflexible corner. The other big uh, prediction uh, Dennis made in this uh, round is that the um, the Toronto Raptors would uh, trade. Uh, who'd you say they were going to trade? Lowry. Lowry. He said they're Lowry, which I didn't buy. I thought the Raptors. I said they were looking at trading Lowry. He's one of the people that they're talking about. Well, trading. let's see they're the so tape. Good I had now. a tape of it. Oh, hi, I'm Dennis. The, the Raptors oh are going to trade. God. I sound nothing like that. <laughs> uh, so. It's like two Dennis's in there. <laughs> uh, <hey. laughs> oh, my God. My Dennis invitation is so good. Uh, Miles, do you predict any? Am I going to make any predictions for trades? Uh, I don't think anything big is going to happen in, uh, during the trade deadline. Um, I, I, you know, like we said, it's team state, I, Pat. Yeah, I think everything's pretty established at this point. I mean, maybe maybe the Bucks could use another number two. I, I, I genuinely do believe that. Although Chris Middleton is great, like I, I think he's great. Maybe they could use maybe they could use someone else to you know pad that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I don't I don't think anything crazy is happening at the trade deadline. Well, if yeah. San Antonio, if Benji's correct and San Antonio's not going to make it, they got some assets there that they may yeah. want to trade. Hey, Demar Derozan can Derozan. Yeah, I mean it's it's. They got a lot of salary weight, though. It's hard to make those deals happen. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. Um, anyway, that is it. Uh, uh, we're out of time here. Benji Hall, Miles, uh, Dennis, I want to thank you gentlemen for coming in. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Bull season. And we'll convene in January. And Joe Colley will be with us. Get well, Joe. And uh, take care, everybody.